Hello and welcome to Good Sex, Bad Sex. It's a podcast from metro.co.uk. <laughs> You stress odd words. I know. <laughs> it's a bit like, oh, it's a bit like hosing the garden, mm. but there's a lot more squirting. Oh, I right. see what you did there. That's going to be hilarious in a second. It is. My, I'm, oh, oh, my name is Phoebe Lynch. I'm Miranda Kane. And who are we talking to? We are talking to the world record holder for the most volume of squirting, the lovely Lola Jean. Do you know anything about squirting? Okay, Bibi's gone catatonic. <laughs> I think we've broken her. <laughs> I'm Lola Jean, and I am a sex educator, a mental health professional, an occasional pro dom, a fetish wrestler, and the world record holder for volume squirting. Ladies and gentlemen of the Good Sex, Bad Sex podcast. Yeah. We have the world record holder for volume squirting. Hang on, what? Volume squirting, world record holder. Yeah. Lola Jean! Were you not aware of this? Lola, Lola Jean. <laughs> Lola Jean. That is some CV. Right. The squirting queen. The Lola Jean, the squirting queen. queen. That's how you can remember it. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> TM. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's one of your one of your many accolades. You do, yeah, but it's a good one, man. It's, Life's it's, changed a lot since then. It's been great. When, when, well, pff, I mean, I don't even know where. I do know where to start. <laughs> where you, this is why I'm here because I don't know where to start. So I am. First of all, when did you get this record? I just had my one year squirt anniversary. Well done, squirt anniversary. Well uh, so it was uh, late February of last year, and I remember because like I had left for the UK like two days afterwards. Oh, so it was my like victory lap tour. So you didn't even have time just to you know revel in it. I reveled in it over here. Okay, cool. That's fine. <laughs> How much was your record breaking amount? Twelve hundred. 150 milliliters. So it's like three cans of Coke? Four cans of Coke. It's like three or four of these. Yeah. You squirted three or four of those? Yeah. I mean, it's 1.25 liters. It's ridiculous. Oh, 1.25 liters. Oh, now I understand. Now. So yeah, there we go. We're all of a different... I, I was like, I'm going to measure to a standard worldwide. So that's just like how <laughs> so, I went by so, it. So when you did it, <laughs> right, do you have to do it under kind of clinical conditions so they know that, you know, did you do it in front of a room and a man's got his stopwatch and he's got a little clipboard and they're they're making sure you're doing it properly and that you're recording it properly. <laughs> kind of. Brilliant. So what happened was I, the the record didn't exist for Guinness. There's like milk squirting out of your eye, oh, but there is nothing to do with actual squirt. I did not see that on record breakers. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Norris McSquirter. <laughs> oh. Sorry, that's a English. Sorry. No, I knew Alex Unless Fox you... made that joke oh, at the Squirty oh Awards. Oh, oh a bit annoyed. Bloody it's great. Sorry. I know. Oh, sorry. No, it's all right. I was like, oh, I know that one. Look at that American coming in here and knowing some of the references. Hey. But so I applied to Guinness and they were like, yeah, we're a family organization. Like it's not. And what's funny is one of my friends works for Guinness now. And I was like, tell them to accept my record. She's like, I can't. We're family friendly. I was like, who said I'm not family friendly? (laughs) Damn it. Um, 
But yeah, so they rejected it. So then I kind of let it off for a while and I looked it up. I'm like, okay, all I need is a bunch of witnesses and journalists uh, to call it mine and I'm going to do it to Guinness standards. So there is a standard of it to be set of these are the requirements if you want to try to break it. I really doubt anyone will, but if you want to try, absolutely. The thing that I get all the time is people are like, oh, I feel like my girlfriend could break your record. I'm like, yeah, but um, without the assistance of toys or another person. Oh, wow. Yeah. And in front of other people, of course. Or the, uh, the witnesses. And... Yeah, you'll probably need to do that. Which, like, for me, I, I'm better on game day. So like, where... give me a crowd. <laughs> give me a crowd. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I, I threw an event for myself because uh, oh, when I do things, I don't do things small. Uh, this was one of my first events that like it sold out over like 300 people. And now I'm doing a lot more events because it worked out really well. Uh, but it was a kinky carnival. So there were all of these like weird carnival games like cock ring toss, pin the dildo in the butt, uh, human pinata, oh. things like that. And uh, then there was a freak show and I was essentially the last act of that freak show. So there's an Olympics of pain, a human dog show. Uh, we're going to have the second kinky carnival, I think in May in New York too. In New York at house of yes. Yeah. Yeah. And who knows, maybe I'll come to like the UK and do it too. Yes, I've like seen a couple venues. It's loads of fun. And like, cause just like a carnival is a feel good time. You yeah. Know? Um, but yeah, so I set the whole event for myself and then kind of figuring out like measuring. So what ended up being was I had um, an amazing drag queen, um, Madam Vivian in New York. She hosted the whole thing. And she was what's funny is like, so bef- after I squirted that amount, um, we tested the quality with a squirt uh, sommelier, which is made up. And then we auctioned it off. Uh, so after we have like the quality, the quantity, and then she auctioned it off and she's like, oh my gosh, I grew up on the farm. I do this all the time. Oh. But she was the one in charge of like timing and doing all those pieces. And I remember when they started, I thought they were going to count down, but then they would go one, two, three, four. I'm like, oh shit, I have to start. Um, so yeah, then I just, I can squirt in like a couple seconds. Um, but I squirted into like a kind of like a tub that you would like wash your dog in kind of a thing. So it went in there and then they poured that bucket or that like large receptacle into a giant funnel, which then went into the measuring devices. And I remember it was so fun watching like my mentee and my friend trying to get that into everything without spilling it. Yes. That was just like one of the joyous moments. As soon as I saw that I passed a liter, I, that was my goal. Yeah. Because so science says that the max amount a person can squirt is 900 milliliters. And I used to always jokingly be like, mm, yeah, but I feel like I could crush that. <laughs> so a liter was my goal. And also 900 mil is the max amount the human bladder can uncomfortably hold. So I squirted more than this in the bladder. So kind of takes away the whole pee argument, yes. doesn't it? How many orgasms did that take? Was that one orgasm that you built zero. up? Or zero no orgasm. So it was just like... I didn't orgasm at all during it. I also didn't penetrate myself. Okay. So it was you playing with uh, your lovely clitoris mm-hmm. and it just was coming out. Yep. I'm so jealous. Why? Why? So it's more a case of when I had first squirted was with someone else... 
and that someone else ended up like ending things with me after the first time we had sex. So I was left with this whole, my body can do this thing that I didn't know it could do. The person I was doing with isn't here. And I've just had, I'm a relationship virgin. So I've never been in a romantic relationship and I've always been kind of stunted of the fact that I need someone else and I can't do these things on my own. And there were so many sexual things that I wanted to explore, but felt like I needed another person. So it was kind of a statement of just like, I'm going to figure this out on my own. And then I, it was really empowering in that way of being able to figure that out. Um, but essentially like I trained my body to squirt at the, the rate and ease that I can. Um, but my body's also just capable of squirting really, really large amounts, which not all bodies are. Can everyone Mm. squirt? Um, so we will never know the answer to that because it's impossible. Uh, to know if everyone can. But it is my belief that everyone with a vulva can if they have a strong enough pelvic floor and relationship with their vulva. So if you were to... So firstly, there are hardly any studies on squirting and the ones that are out there suck and the sample sizes are small. But if you put me in that study like five, seven years ago, I'm probably not going to squirt. If you put it in... I mean, if you put that in me now... Definitely gonna squirt. Yeah, pretty much. So I I think there's like certain studies I think that are valid if we study people who squirt, but I don't think we should be doing these studies to figure out how or if that just doesn't make sense to me because it really takes it off of the person who's doing that that they have any control over it or not. Um, And I just felt like the way that my body works wasn't represented in like a lot of the things that I was seeing being taught. And let me tell you what is super fun is having someone try to explain to me what my body does and does not do. (laughs) It's great. Because it's pee, isn't it? It's just pee. But what is it? It's a combination of things. Um, There is some pee in it. It's not all pee. Um, I've done multiple uh, anecdotal research and test uh, to figure this out. So I've had someone that drank my pee and then drank my squirt and having my body have to do each of those. I've done each of those into glasses and we kind of did a smell test, taste test, mm. all the, and even just looking visually at it as well. So it is a combination of things. It's going to be dependent on how much you've hydrated, uh, when the last time that you urinated was, uh, but there also is PSA inside the squirt, which is prostate-specific antigen. Um, so this is, for people with penises, fluid that comes from the prostate found in semen. Uh, so the PSA for people with vulvas is coming from the prostate for people with vulvas, which is called the skin's gland, uh, which is a bunch of erectile tissue that surrounds the urethra. It's not the same as a prostate. It's not like a you know an object. Um, they're just kind of glands that are embedded around. Mm-hmm. It's People have varying amounts. It's not really something that's very intensely studied um, or that we know much about. Yeah. Uh, but that we did find that there. So there are things other than pee that are there. And it does change the properties of it a bit. Oh, is, is there a biological purpose for it? Um, to protect the urethra. Um, so really? it's, it's erectile tissue that is surrounding the urethra. Uh, similar, the squirting, so, I mean. So the, uh, the, 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 the fluid that comes yeah, out. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. the erectile tissue where the squirt comes out of, in addition to it comes out of both the urethra and the skein's glands. That is my belief, which combines two um, doctors that I have uh, followed or worked with. Uh, but it's something where a lot of the time is when there is engorgement or there is lubrication. So from the Bartholin's glands at the bottom of the vagina, um, that happens to we don't have painful sex. It tries to make sex less painful. That's why for people that are maybe being raped, um, they're like, oh, but they were wet. It's like because their body response is let's not make this painful. So can you? I don't answer. You don't have to answer. Oh, no, I've ne- no, that's why I've got her on. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm like, teach me. I've never, never managed it. Actively tried, but this is where I've always fallen down because looking at all the advice, the advice is so different. There is no. What have you actively tried? uh, Wanking myself furiously, (laughs) having someone else wank me furiously. I think it goes back to the orgasm gap, where that was why Mm. I asked, you know, did Mm, you mm -hmm. did you come? Because things that you read and things that you I thought it was only by coming. Yeah, exactly. That's the same as me. Honestly, I have an interesting story of that too. Of like, I always before a lot of my lectures, I talk about my relationship with squirting Mm. because everyone wants to do it so badly, and it's kind of like a blessing and a curse a little bit. And it's a thing my body does, so people have to get down with it. But it gets in the way a lot. And there's definitely lovers who are like, could you not do it? Or this is kind of a nuisance. I don't want to deal with that. Um, Or they question what my body does. But it's something where when I started squirting, it made people obsessed with my pleasure, which Mm. I was about because I was very selfish. But it was just something where it makes because it's something that's usually about male ego, it made them like, oh, I'm an amazing lover, even though I'm doing everything. Um, They're facilitating it. But like, it's I can make my body squirt. I can't make it not squirt. So people were obsessed with my pleasure. It was really fun and great. Loved that. And I loved being able to to bring that into sexual situations. But then I realized I was losing sight of my orgasm. Because for me, it's really, really easy to squirt. And it feels good. I like it. It's not the same as an orgasm, but it's nice. It feels like a release. It feels like you have the biggest itch in the world and someone scratched it. Mm. Or like you had to sneeze and it's been like coming for like an hour and you finally sneezed. Uh, I have that sometimes where even if I like have an orgasm and I'm just like, oh, I just, I feel like pent up, like it just has to come out of my body. Yeah. But orgasming is harder for me to achieve uh, than than squirting. Squirting can, is very easy. So I knew I had that in my back pocket. So why would I not go and do that every time? But yeah. after a while, I was just like, I should be orgasming more. Yeah. So how can, so what have you tried then? So wanking, someone wanking you yeah. and no joy at all? No, no. So where would you start? What are the tips? Do you have anything that you, where I could start with? Yes. So, I mean, one of the main things is about your pelvic floor. So, okay. An interesting fact is I found a lot of people who have given birth. So like a child has walked out of them and they, a lot of them can find that they can squirt. And that's because they were forced to have a relationship with their vulva. Like their body just changed, their vagina changed. (laughs) And if they don't want to like pee when they laugh, uh, then they have to like figure that out. So they both have an understanding of their vagina and their PC muscles. And then they're also being able to strengthen that. But it's not just about having like the strongest pussy in the world kind of a thing. It's, It's also the relaxed state is very important. So it's not just about strength, but it's about the relaxed state and going between those. So in my classes, a lot of it is about um, the tightening of the PC muscles, which is just like activating your G area, mm-hmm. uh, which for a lot of us, we don't like having it activated manually, having it with our own muscles. So that's just going to make you feel good. And then... Is that the same as, you know, when you, you're told stop to... Stop pee. Stop your pee. Pop, yeah. yeah. Butt clenches. I'm doing it now. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, your PC muscles control a lot. They control your sphincter. They control your urethra. So a lot of times when you are clenching one, you're going to be clenching the other. And it's not to say you have to isolate them. Yeah. Uh, but I, I like to move away from any of the vernacular surrounding pee, mm. just because it's not and when I talk about like pushing your PC muscles it's not pushing like you're peeing no. um, because like you can you know you you can push like you're peeing and not pee right yeah, yeah. yeah. so and, and I tell people like our bodies don't want to pee on people. They they don't. If you've yeah. ever peed on not a toilet, you know that it takes a little bit of effort mentally. Yeah. So the, the, the pushing start. sensation <laughs> is like you're trying to push something out of your vaginal canal. So mm-hmm. if you like a menstrual, um, okay. and, and doing that. 
So then it's pushing and then doing something you really like. So if you've ever had the experience where what I call you can hear the splish splash sound, um, whether you are playing with yourself or someone is playing with you, you hear a little sloshing. Mm. If you can do that, I am telling you that you can squirt. You just have to figure out how to get it out of you, Okay, which is going to be different for each person. God. Why are you so desperate to do it? Uh, I just want to see what it feels like. It's yeah. like, you know, why am I so desperate to eat a vegan burger yeah. I just want to know what it tastes and like it it's just curiosity like, and did you think there was the just the, the total connection with orgasm so did you see yeah. it as a heightened orgasm yeah that's yeah. how I would have imagined yeah. Yeah. I mean for a lot of people it happens during orgasm because that is a state where you are really in less control of your body so it kind of goes into autopilot but the more you get to know it better um, you can really separate those and squirting is a lot easier to achieve than that I'm so intrigued by this I wonder if it changes your ability to do it changes as you get older I wonder if there's anything like that that's been looked into. My mom can squirt. Can she? How do you you know your mom can squirt? Because I asked her. (laughs) Also, the other anecdotal research is I was just finding a lot um, with a bunch of with with different friends, because once you come out about squirting all the time, people like I'm who they think of when they squirt type of a thing. But a lot of friends like they squirt, their sister squirts, their mom squirts, another friend, she squirts, her mom squirts. So I was like, mom. I, this is for scientific research. Yeah. I need to know. And like very embarrassed, she said that she did. Uh, Could yeah. she do it before you walked out of her vagina though? No. I think, well, she said it was in her like, I think her later 30s or when she felt more sexually free, which I was like, mm, mom. Oh, yeah. That's so interesting. Oh. And I asked my grandma, but I don't think she knew what I was talking about. Oh, no. No. Yeah, yeah. Just leave that there. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, think she's the original Lola Jean. That's where I get my namesake. Oh. Yeah, sure. oh she thought I was talking about orgasming. And she's like, doesn't everyone? <laughs> very cute yeah. <laughs> when you said earlier that um, some lovers have kind of preferred you not to what's been their issue the mess a lot of the time it's a lot for them to deal with or to, to kind of take precautions for things in that way uh, another issue is people just like thinking I came and stopping oh yes yeah, yeah I can imagine that's yeah. a fucking pain yeah. or some people right <laughs> I mean if they're questioning of what my body can do yeah. and or to them, it's, yeah, it's mostly so that it's just a hassle or like they don't feel like it today. So you can try the exercise that we were saying is that kind of whole area, mm. uh, Kegel balls to strengthen the pelvic floor. I actually recommend because we have an internal sex organ to put your hand inside for real time feedback. Yeah. Nice. Because it's not about like, like again, having like the strongest pussy ever, mm. uh, but it's having more of that awareness. So the contraction and the release. So and if you have your of, fingers inside, then yeah. you can have the real time feedback of how much yeah. you're squeezing or pushing. Do you know we're in the middle of a coronavirus pandemic? <laughs> if, it's yeah. your, if you're, it's your own hands. Okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you and already have it. Be my vagina as well. You also can put on um, non-latex gloves. Okay. So my vagina is quite happy to shake hands with my hand. So <laughs> where it's what, going around that. Told me. Right. Ma- <laughs> masturbation yeah. like yeah. boosts immunities and will help you against coronavirus. Well, yeah. I love as well. So you have got this is the best. I mean, Mar- <laughs> Miranda Kane to my right does have the best business card I've ever seen. <laughs> the bit at the back, tremendous value for money. <laughs> but <laughs> made me laugh about the day. <laughs> but yours is pretty close. So Lola Jean is a sex educator, mental health professional, wrestler, dom, and world record holder for volume squirting. This is giving you no frills sex education you both need and deserve. Are all those things connected? Is sex education linked to the squirting? Do you know what I mean? Is, yeah, it, yeah, absolutely. I, was, yeah, I actually show you my actual business card because it's a picture of me man spreading on the subway with pussy panties on. Oh. So it might win now. Oh. <laughs> that was a great. It's just like the gift that keeps on giving. Um, 
But yeah, all those things are are related. I think even when I talk about BDSM a lot, yeah. BDSM is just psychology. It's a game where we're able to put a language and a name to things, a set of rules with two or more players. So all of these different pieces I'm able to pull from in that sense. My mental health job, that influences my sex education and my sex education also influences my mental health job. But we should be pulling from all the different areas and aspects of our life. Absolutely. And you're in London at the moment because you're doing some workshops with people and you're doing some events. Yeah, I, I try to come to London every couple of months. Um, I really like teaching here and on events here and it's just it's a different market um there are different needs and i just really enjoy the quality of people too. do you come over every year to do usually things. a couple times a year oh so people yeah. can still if, yeah. if, you, if they're not in time to see this year then they can come and see yeah. next year sign up for the newsletter i only email once a month because that's all i have time for <laughs> <laughs> um and what advice quick so they so people have gotten in contact with their pelvic floor mm-hmm. uh got some real-time feedback from their fingers anything else <laughs> they can lock yourself in your room and masturbate Aww. and try different things with your hand and different ways of squeezing and pushing with your body and push yourself past what you think you're capable of. If you're alone and you're masturbating, if you do anything embarrassing, you're the only one that's going to know. So really take that time to explore and do some like research and development and time with your body because we're never going to stop learning about our bodies. You're never going to know everything about your body. Things like there's probably stuff I'm going to do in 20 years that I've never been able to do now. Maybe my nipples get sensitive for the first time. I don't know. Oh, you see, now my nipples are sensitive. (laughs) See, we all have something the other ones, you know? Oh my God. Well, if only we all had two weeks of isolation. (laughs) I mean, what can where could people get hold of you lola if they've got questions queries yeah. uh lolagene.com um if you have questions and queries i have a podcast called is our love and that's where i take any questions and we answer them anonymously on air so we can help other people oh, as well um but yeah social media is all lolagene.com that's my website you can find everything that i do from there Well, Miranda. Yeah. Something else. Oh, wasn't she fascinating? I just always thought squirting was a byproduct for some people from orgasming. Yes, yeah, I so never thought I. it wasn't, it was an independent thing. Yeah. No, I had no idea. This is what I mean. Like, there's so many different things on the internet to say what it is and what it isn't. The, it's it's nice to know, A, it's nice to know that it's nuanced. Yeah. Of, like everything is with yeah. our wonderful, lovely, very different bodies. But also, B, it's like nice to know that if you, there's ways to try and get there. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So, and you want to. Yeah, I'd like to try it. But then, but now I'm thinking, did I want to try it because I thought it made my orgasm better? Yeah. Or did I want to try it because I, I just wanted to try it? And I think I just wanted to try it because I thought it would make my orgasm better. Yeah. You know? So I'm yeah. like, oh, do I want to sit there with my hands up my foof, playing with my, I mean, I do anyway. Yeah. <laughs> if there are any willing volunteers. Yeah. So well, that's lovely. Contact. Yeah. Do you know my problem? What? I can't swim. <laughs> you know I can't swim. Oh my god! Are you going to try it though? Are you going to try? No. My name <laughs> is BB Lynch. I'm Miranda Gay. Good sex, bad sex was produced by Juliet Nichols for Metro.co.uk. <laughs> I'm only laughing because please get in touch. Please get in touch. Uh, just Save tweet. Us. Just tweet anything. Um, at Good Sex Bad Sex with three X's. Also, if you've got a sexy question or a query, or if you're an expert in your very sexy field and you want to come on the show, just get in touch at info at sexpod.co.uk. 